Hello, everyone, and welcome to the I Am Lacey Unleashed podcast. My name is Lacey Shahili, and today I'm going to be talking about real CEO shit. Real CEO shit. Um, I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with everyone in the coaching space calling themselves CEOs because you actually aren't. Um, the majority of coaches out there, even if you own your own coaching business, even if you have a team, you are not a CEO, you are an owner operator. You own and operate a coaching business. Um, this is, I, it sounds really cool to be like a boss babe and, you know, say that you're a CEO But the reality is um, it's become a term that's like thrown around a lot. Um, And my husband and I had a conversation last year. It was last fall. Um, I can't believe that's been almost a year ago where Christopher came in and we had a whole conversation about the difference between being an owner operator and a CEO. And I actually created this whole spreadsheet like talking about my journey as an entrepreneur and where just now in my business, I am a CEO in one part of my business. Um, And I think this is totally misunderstood. And I think the messaging around being a CEO in your coaching business is so skewed because here's the thing. If you are a CEO, if you are somebody that is not actively coaching in your business, and I'm going to talk about this as well, The role of a CEO is to be like the primary like visionary and relationship builder. So one of the like themes that I see so often in the online space is that these coaches get to be CEO status and they're only working like 10 hours a week or they're they're barely working and like, oh, my team does all of that. You guys, when you transition out of the direct coaching role into the more quote unquote CEO role, I arguably think your job gets even bigger because you're the one overseeing the umbrella, making sure that the pulse of the business is moving forward. In order to be an effective CEO, this means you are constantly communicating with your clients, the clients of your assistant coaches the people in your audience, your team members, the back-end service people, the job of the CEO gets arguably bigger when you step out of the space where you're coaching. And that job simply isn't done in a startup company in its first 10 years in 10 hours or less. I think that's a fallacy, like a, a false, am I using the word fallacy, right? We're gonna go with it. I mean, I think that's a fallacy that's like, really projected out onto people that doesn't make sense. You guys, businesses like in the first 10 years often need constant oversight. Those are baby businesses. You know, the average small business fails within the first seven years, not the first one year or the first two years, but the first seven So I have a hard time imagining that there's all of these like CEO boss babes. I'm a CEO boss babe. I'm just a boss bitch. And I'm like stepping out and like not even in my business. Like that's a recipe for disaster. 
I also, in talks of CEOs, I think in the coaching space, too often coaches try to get out of the game too soon. Here's the thing. If you started coaching in 2018, 2019, 2020, and already by 2023, you're trying to get out of coaching altogether, like, oh, I'm tired of coaching. I let my team to do it. That, I'm honestly, that gives me, like, I didn't really give a shit that much beforehand vibes. I'm just going to say it. If you started coaching in 2020, and by 2023, your main goal is to stop coaching, I don't think you cared about coaching that much. Sorry. I have never stopped coaching inside of my business. The main place where I coach right now is inside of Team 20 Minutes and inside of our group Fat Loss Foundations. You guys, this time last year, I was letting go of my last private one-on-one client. So I slowly titrated down. Um, It took me two full years of having assistant coaches before I titrated all the way down to like no one-on-one clients, but then I was still coaching in other parts of our business inside of Team 20 Minutes and now in our small group. Last year, when my last one-on-one client finished, I was coaching solely inside of Team 20. And, um, you know, this year I took on being the primary coach of Fat Loss Foundations. I'm still very much in the coaching game. Why? Well, it keeps me close to my business. It gives, keeps me fresh. I still really care about coaching. Like, I still really care about women's health, which is why I'm not one of those business coaches that is like, oh, I just made a lot of money as a health and fitness coach, so now I'm going to be a business coach. No, like, I'm still a health and fitness coach. Hi, my name is Lacey Shahili. I'm 40 years old. I have two children and I still do both. Hashtag still around. Yes, in many parts, I am more the CEO in the My Coach Lacey side. I'm still very much an owner operator on the business coaching side. And when you have a personal brand, The business is going to be personal for a lot longer. You're going to be in somewhat of an owner-operator role for a lot longer. I think even some of the bigger businesses, you know, if the main figurehead of the brand takes a break, the brand is going to suffer because the brand is so contingent on that personality. This is one of the things that, like, I really think we're going to have to start to navigate in the personal brand space um, in the coming years is that when you create a personal brand... If you go through something personal, the brand is going to take a hit unless you can be all, do all, and you're really diversified. I experienced that this year. You know, I needed to take some space to grieve my father, and I had to write out what that looked like because as I took space, the personal brand, I don't want to say suffered, but it wasn't getting as much attention. These are all things that are in our industry. You guys, our industry is so young. Like the OGs of the online space started like eight years ago. 
I like fucking have pairs of underwear older than the online coaching industry. Like straight up, I could go pull some out of my drawer right now. I have underwear that are older than the online coaching industry. The key word today is going to be underwear. So DM me the word underwear. Um, most of you guys are not CEOs and you're not going to be a CEO for a really long time. And if you've been sold the pipe dream of you're going to be able to get out of your business and it's going to run itself, I'm going to tell you that I think that that pipe dream is flawed. I think it's flawed. I think there might be a couple of people that pull it off. There's always a couple, right? Like everything is a bell curve. You're going to have a couple that pull it off. You're going to have a whole bunch that got to stay in their business for a lot longer than they expect. And you got a lot that are never going to even get it there to begin with. The whole industry is a bell curve. Like the whole industry. They make money on making it seem like there's like, it's super top heavy. Like everybody is CEO, boss bitching it, like making all the money. When in reality, that's not the case. Why am I talking about this? I think the emergence of like everything in the coaching industry is about sales and marketing is what brought about this like really big trend. It's like if your sales and your marketing is so good, you're going to be able to get in enough people where you, the coach, that have the vision, that have the skills, can pass that off to other people and hope that they have the vision and the skills to keep doing what you started and you're just going to be able to sit back on a beach somewhere sipping Mai Tais just raking in the cash. Our industry has, has portrayed that vision. And I think the actual vision is that if you're going to have a coaching business, you're probably going to have to coach in it or be really in it for a lot longer than a lot of people want you to think, which is why the focus on coaching needs to be there. It cannot just be on sales and marketing. The whole goal cannot be to turn you into a CEO boss bitch in like 24 months or less. I just don't think that that's something that's ever going to be like the norm. Like I said, I think there's a bell curve. You might hear about like a handful of people that pull it off, but for the greater population, they're going to need to stay in the coaching seat for a lot longer. So you better be doing something to promote yourself in that coaching seat. Amen. Going back, this industry is so young. And when this industry is so young like it is, there's going to be a lot of people and a lot of personalities that emerge that really push this narrative that it's going to be this way. And that's going to look really captivating in a really early business, right? Like in a really early to start industry. I think as our industry matures... And I think we're seeing the first big kind of correction of the industry here in the year of 2023. I think it started in 2022. I was talking about it before anybody wanted to talk about it. I'm not afraid to talk about these things. But I think that as we zoom out and as this industry enters its first decade, a lot of the stuff that was taught at the front part of this journey is going to start to fall away. 
because people are going to realize like they are now that the way it's being taught, the way it's being modeled is actually not the way it plays out for the majority. And when you've got the minority experiencing frustration that the majority of what's being taught isn't working for them, you're bound to have a shift, right? And that's what we're seeing right now. If I had me a nickel for every single time a coach comes to me and tells me that they feel like they were taken advantage of or they don't have a lot of trust anymore. And it's because the model of what's being pitched is not actually what's going to work as we enter into the latter part of the first decade of a brand new industry. I think we'll look back in 10 years at the way that everything was taught in this season and go, what the were we thinking? I truly believe that. Wholeheartedly, I believe that. Um, so yeah, I think if you joined into the industry and your goal was to get out as soon as possible or build a team as quickly as possible and not be in that seat, um, I think you probably need to reevaluate. And I really think that we're going to have to think so much close, more closely about how we, like, you can call yourself a CEO all you want. Like, I'm not telling you you can't. I'm just saying you want to do that with an understanding of like, there's going to be a lot more like owner operator type of stuff that comes into play for a lot longer than you think. And I don't want anybody disenfranchised or upset about that. I'd rather be real with you guys and, and say like, hi, I have hit the seven figure range. I have had the multi seven, the multi six figure year. I've not had a multi seven figure year. I'm not here to lie to you guys. Um, and there's still a lot that I own or operate even now. There's still a lot that I have my hands in. It doesn't look as like free to me as they try to like make it look on the gram. Um, so that's what I have to say today. The keyword is underwear. You guys know what to do.